life, love, parenting, relationships, lifestyle, reality TV, beauty, everyday wellness, and of course, relatable guests. These are the things we all tackle daily in our everyday lives. Well, at least attempt them and talk about them. So let's really talk about them. Open, honestly, and get your thoughts too. This is Cam. And this is Jules. And welcome to our podcast, Relatable. G'day guys, this is Cam. And this is Jules. And welcome to our very first podcast, Relatable. Yes, it is our debut. We're a little bit excited, a little bit nervous, but we're going to give it our best shot. There's a few nerves flying around, so bear with us guys as we talk all things real in Relatable. Yes, exactly. And we're going to have some exciting guests on in the future. This is obviously our first one, so we don't have a guest. You've just got you, uh, us this time. But um, who knows who's going to be our first guest, honey? That's exciting. It certainly is. So talk us a little bit about Real in Relatable. Yeah, well, I think one thing that has always happened and still does is we get so many beautiful messages from so many people and a lot of questions. So we're going to use this space to answer them. And as we said, you know, we're going to talk about just real life and love, parenting, lifestyle, reality, so many different topics. Because so. let's talk about it. I mean, life, it's a tricky way to navigate wherever you need to be on everyday occurrences. We're just trying to do our best, just so like so many others. Just like right now, trying to do our best <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I've actually just had a hard time just even pressing the go button, let alone recording. So, yeah. And that's exactly what it is. We want to hear from you, we want to hear your thoughts, our thoughts, and put the real in relatable. That's it, honey. So I think we should just go back to the beginning where most of our questions are from, which is good old maths, where we met many years ago. Well, not many years ago, but a few years ago now. So those that don't know, my wife and I actually met on a show called Married at First Sight. And for anyone that doesn't know the concept, well, the concept is actually in the name. We actually met at the altar at first sight. Yeah. And looking back, I think we were both a little bit naive, weren't we, to go in and just uh, think, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be fun. <laughs> Looking at what does happen sometimes. Mm, a little bit naive is an understatement. But obviously, we were very fortunate, and we had a magical experience with each other, and and it's just gone from strength to strength since then. So. Looking back on our time, it, for me, I mean, it's so long ago now, everyone. It's hard to, I mean, it's not hard to go back and remember, but it is a long time ago. And I, I feel like, I don't know, has the show changed a little bit since then, since we were on it? Well, September 20 is our actual day of, of meeting, our very first wedding. Yeah, and well, funny enough, impressive, isn't it, everyone? Who those remembers? that don't know, we, we actually got married again twice, once for real and obviously once on the show. But I don't know, you tell me. My actual initiation of um, of our wedding day is the 20th September 2019. Or 2018, was it? Oh, geez, I'm stuffed up already. <laughs> Sorry 2018. That. 2018 is when we met. But for yeah. me, that was our real wedding. There was something magical that happened on the day. We had an incredible connection um, and we met and everything went from strength to strength. Well, I think when we first met, people obviously didn't see this on TV, but they had to like move some cameras around and get the sound and everything right. And we didn't really know what else to do other than just look at each other, did we? And I think in that moment, it was only probably two minutes, but two minutes staring into a stranger's eyes felt like a lifetime. And it was a really special little moment where we just kind of bonded and we were like, okay, we're here. This is cool. And that was it, wasn't it? And I I think it felt like it felt like a real wedding by the end of the day, which is probably why they messed the music up because it was going too well. (laughs) And a lot of people do ask, did you have, was it was it love at first sight? Or I think we said there was connection at 
It was vibe at first sight. Vibe at first sight. That's exactly what it was. And obviously, I was uh, pretty much shitting myself. And then to be asked to be turned around and then say, here you go, here she comes. Um, And then obviously, we we had a connection, we had a vibe. And once we got close... Well, we just had an instant sort of just relaxation, I guess you'd say. <laughs> relaxation when you do crap yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. It's something I've never told you, honey. Um, <laughs> and they didn't capture it on the camera. Thank God they didn't play that. Oh, dear. Well, I think they capture, I mean, they capture everything on camera, don't they, on maths? And it's funny coming off the show and you relive it and you watch it back. And, you know, in life you have situations that are sometimes a little bit tough and then you deal with them and you move on. But then when you've got to watch it yourself back on TV, you know, six months later and relive all those emotions, it is, it is a bit of a challenging time. And obviously being so open for, for judgment and for the world to, to see you. And I think one thing is, is really important to remember with reality TV that it is a TV show. It is enhanced, you know, for entertainment. I believe that you can't edit what you say. You know, I, I feel a lot of people when they are a little bit embarrassed by their behavior, they tend to always blame the show and say, oh, it's edited that way. I, I don't agree with that. You know, I, I think you can't edit what you say. They definitely do say, for example, you're watching a commitment ceremony. They sometimes will go to your face when you're not actually doing that reaction in that moment. They definitely do things like that. But as I said, you can't edit what you say. And, you know, um, my facials were pretty much bang on every time something went down. So. Well, you're a little bit extra, husband, that's for sure. Um, but I think, yeah, as I said, it's always, you know, to remember that you're in, you're in that bubble and, and the things that people do on there, everyone's probably done most of those things in their life, but it's done on a platform for, for judgment and unfortunately then that comes with a little bit of trolling. And so it is, um, it is a crazy world of reality and it, what happens in it and you know, talking about the trolling, you know, I'm very open about sharing that aspect of putting the real in reality because even if you do do get the, the beautiful romance story that we got, you know, we, we s- still get that nasty side of it. So I do feel for anyone who doesn't have a nice time coming out of the show and I just think it's really important for people to remember that everyone's human and everyone does silly things and, you know, it is it is a TV show. But it was it was awesome and I feel... This is just my perspective. I don't know if you agree with me, Cam, but looking at the last two years of maths, absolutely loved it, like being hooked like nothing else. But I feel as a viewer that I get so confused and lost in the storylines now because I feel like on our series six, we all respected the madness of the show, which is the rules are do not have any interaction unless it's on camera. And that is because as a viewer – when you're just left with this guessing game of he said, she said, or did they kiss, did they not, you just get a bit lost and a bit bored with the story because you don't know if anything's true. At least on our series, you saw all the madness going down and you knew what was what. You know, we had no idea of half the madness going on because it was all, you know, secret. But in the last few years, as I said, I, I feel like it's a bit of a guessing game. So if you're going to go on maths, everyone, <laughs> I think just – you know, respect the show and the madness and, and do as they say, because it makes a great TV show at the end. And, and that's one thing we get asked a lot of is advice. If I were to go on maths, what advice would, would we offer? And what, what would you say? 
Cam? Well, that would be one of them. Respect the, the method to the madness. Um, there's a time where all the producers will pull you into, into, into a room and talk about rules and talk about how they want to keep you in line. And you know what? They're not too outrageous. They're just, there's simple curfews. There's, there's different ones. And they want everyone's relationship to unfold on camera. Otherwise, you as the viewer, again, doesn't, you don't understand exactly what's going on. And that's what Jules is trying to say in the last two years is that simply things have happened off camera, whether yeah. it be in the gym or whatever. And you need cameras in the gym. You need cameras in the gym. Oh, I said nine. that. Always oh, said it. <laughs> cameras in the gym. That's where all the juicy stuff happens. That or the sauna or the pool. <laughs> Maybe that's why they swapped hotel rooms. I'm not sure, but um, that's exactly what had happened. And, and, and that's where the storylines unfold. And that's where the drama and entertainment and a wonderful show is produced. Yeah. But I think any advice, like a lot of women do ask me that, like what advice would you give me for going on a reality show? And you know what? You just got to... Be yourself, 100% be yourself, have integrity with what you do, know that people are not going to like you, not everyone can like you, and that's fine, but what? if you can, <laughs> oh, no, everyone loves you, Cam. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's just the one thing that you just got to get some thick skin because it, it can be a little bit bit of a rocky road when you when you come out of it and it is like an explosion that you could never prepare yourself for at, at all. Well, so there's two completely different journeys, isn't it? There's a one – I mean, you're filming for three months on end. You're in a pressure cooker. You're in a bubble. Now, we always are so fortunate, aren't we, hun, we're there where we are both from Sydney. Funny yep. enough, we're both from the sa- almost the same suburb. We actually high-fived at the aisle, didn't we? It was the we? second thing we did. What's your name? Where do you live? Oh, high-five. It was like Cam, Jules, and then, oh, my God, because we actually had some friends that were, weren't they? They knew Six each other degrees from, of separation at the from each party. But, I mean, we were very lucky through our experience of the three months of filming where we did have family and friends that were local. We did know Sydney and, and all it was. Um, we even had sort of jobs that we'd sneak out to do just to keep us... Don't tell everyone that. Yeah, just to keep us a little bit sane and, and grounded to remember what's what else is going on in the real life rather yeah. than just the bubble. Out, so, of, the, out of the toxic bubble. <laughs> out of the toxic bubble. But if you, if you were coming from interstate, first of all, you're from interstate. So Sydney's not your hometown. But if you're in a relationship that's not quite working... Oh, and you're in a city where you don't know where you are. Like it it was just another, very, another level of pressure, isn't it? Yeah, it made things really, really hard. So that's your first chapter that you've got to navigate through. The second one is obviously when it goes to air and you are put on... I guess out there to be completely judged on your character and the way you behave and everything. Oh, that even goes before down. you get to show your character, you are judged for your body and how you look, which True is story. something that I, you know, got all the time before yep. I even spoke. I was body shamed, and it was yep. like, "What?" So yeah, you really got to be prepared for that. But they've now they're filming soon in the UK. The um, Merit at First site over there and Mel Schilling, our wonderful expert, she's over there as one of the experts, which is really exciting. God, UK, that is going to be electric. Uh, How good is that going to be? I mean, uh, UK come up with the best of reality I times. lived in London for 14 years and I love UK TV, love it. And uh, they're just going to make a ripper, as you call it, a ripper <laughs> of, a, of be reality so TV. so explosive. Can you think about all, put it up in a blender and UK know how to come up with some goodness. But also what's happening at the moment is that Merit at First Side Australia, okay, what, series eight now? Series eight yeah, just finished. Has it? Six, seven, eight, yep, yep, my yep. math's great. Um, so the next series is obviously underway in terms of, of getting people on board. Yeah, like, like auditions so and stuff. Auditions and things like that. And I guess the people that are coming on board, well, what are they in for? And the question realistically asked, are you going on there now for pure love? 
Well, I think from looking back at the series that's gone, um, Johnny and Kerry, who are from series eight, we have met them and they're absolutely wonderful. And they generally wholeheartedly went on there for the right reasons to meet someone and so lucky that and so blessed that they they met each other and they're a wonderful couple. So, yeah, I think the public can always tell. You can always tell who's generally on there for the right reasons um, because – you know what, which is really lovely to say, you know, there's a few couples that, you know, have shown that, you know, there's a few people now that have have, have got mental maths. And I feel like it's such an intense, crazy, crazy experience. And also the bond that you create with each other afterwards because of such a, so many different elements that are are quite hard sometimes in a relationship. I feel like it's a really good starting point for a relationship to, to continue forever. You know, okay, like, yeah. okay. I sh- that's you're in. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's either that or if if you're, I guess, haven't been able to meet the right one. This is a wonderful way to really shake things up and completely break the habits and and your way of your relationship. Because a, you've got three experts, and believe it or not, they give some phenomenal advice. Yeah, don't they? In 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 what you're doing right. Maybe not even in your relationship, but as an individual, they certainly do. Yeah, totally. That's one thing you don't see watching the show. If you have got an issue with your partner, you get a full-on therapy session. Like, you know, we're sitting there till four in the morning sometimes because there were so many issues and they'd be on the couch for an hour each and then we'd jump on. Cam and Jules, 10 minutes. (laughs) Off you go. See ya. (laughs) Unbelievable. I was like, just give us something. Give us some advice. (laughs) Give us something. Just tell us to do anything. (laughs) We have to mess things up to get some advice here, but that's exactly what it was. But we found ourselves really engaged in the in the advice that was coming towards some of the couples because you'd be able to bring you it learn back. from it, don't you? You do. You'd be able to bring it back into your own relationship or your own life in general. So yeah. there is, there is. If you're if you need to break big habits in your relationship game, then then I guess matter first. Like me you. looking for my six foot giant. Yep, yep. You got him. You <laughs> certainly got him. <laughs> well, I think you know what. Moving forward, you know, maths, we are always super grateful for meeting each other on that. And we'll always remember, you know, and appreciate maths and everything that it brought to our life. Absolutely. You, you always appreciate where you first came from and where you got that, I guess, that... that well, you came from the Northern Beaches. I did. What a wonderful place it is. Go on, Manly. Um, <laughs> if you, that, from that, that first opportunity... Because there's a to, cricket pun in there. To open, to open yourself up to something that I guess is maybe different in your everyday life. And this Married at First Sight was exactly it. So and it brought us a baby. It certainly did. So let's go. Yes, that's right. So fast forward 24 months later, honey. And oh, what has happened? Oh, two years. <laughs> Whatever you need to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, two years later, um, we had our beautiful little boy, Oliver Chase Merchant, uh, mini cam, just a vessel, no DNA of me and this child. Something's coming through slowly. Some dimples, something's coming. And they say they, a lot of parents have actually said later on in life, then something of you will come. Honestly, other women out there, when you have a child that looks nothing like you, you're like, oh, that's, yeah, it's a little bit unfair at the moment, but hopefully there's a little bit of me coming in there somewhere. <laughs> He's gorgeous. We do love him. We're very blessed to have our first child. And so, yeah, if anyone ever asked, married at first sight, well, it did work because we have our first little one and we're yeah. very grateful every single day, the little grey man. What a little roller coaster it is, eight months in, having a baby, 
um, yeah, it's a, it's just trial and error, isn't it? Every stage is just a new stage that you're trying to nail and then you nail it and then it's a new stage. If something changes, something's different. You think you've got a routine happening and then that just gets thrown in the, in the spanner. And or we works. get different nappies that doesn't have back on the back and Cam gets very confused. So confused. Are you kidding me? It's such an easy thing. If you if you make nappies, just put back on the back and front on the front. It just makes it pretty easy really, doesn't it? Isn't <laughs> that not a, come on, dad life. I'm trying to do my absolute best. Can we just get a real thought Parenting is fucking hard. Let's not let's yeah. not let's not drown it. It is the most incredible, most amazing, difficult thing I think you can do. But how yeah. amazing is it? Yeah, no, it's wonderful. Even the process of uh, having a baby was wonderful. We uh, we did a hypnobirthing together. Cam always <laughs> thinks that he gave birth to. <laughs> I do. I said we we did it together. <laughs> we did do it together. We, did we definitely it together. did it together. It was it was team. You were definitely coaching me on like you were coaching the Manly Cricket team, <laughs> and you did a great job. And it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And so, what did hypnobirthing look like? Oh, hypnobirthing is it's going into birth with no fear, and it's kind of your mind mind over matter and thinking it just is a really positive experience. And it really did work, didn't it? It certainly did. So my role was if, if I guess, if any of you follow me on, on Instagram, my inspirational morning motivation, I had to put that into like fifth gear when Jules was giving birth. And it was like, you've got this, you're magnificent, you can do this, breathe. What yeah. was some other, what was some other? Um, <laughs> oh, I can't even remember because I had mantra cards all around me, on, around the wall, like birthing mantra cards. And Cam would kind of, you'd put them as if there are more folk like dedicated to me. And I just pictured every word that he was saying in my mind and it just... You can do anything for a minute was the big one. Oh, shut up, you push. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a big one. I reckon I had that on repeat because if you break it down, what that means is is it's, you, you're not concentrating on the end result. You're just concentrating on the least 60 seconds and then obviously your contractions would come back. Or, no, it's sorry, not called contractions. Surges, it's called my bad, my bad. Sorry, Tina, if you're listening. Surges. Uh, is, uh, who's that? Tina, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, birthing teacher. Uh, yes, Surge. So, and then, my goodness, if that is not one of the most incredible experiences I've ever been through, then I don't know what is. Yeah. Other than winning a premiership, that was pretty impressive on the cricket field. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. This was just, it was so memorable. And I know, obviously, the parents. And there's, well, Speaking so- of that, are you going to get into cricket soon? Um, I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I've put a couple of balls in his hand. He's got some good footwork, that's for sure. Oh, well, speaking of hand, we just had our first family holiday and we drove to the Gold Coast. And it actually was really enjoyable. It was a really nice experience. And we got to about 10 hours in and Ollie was losing his mind. And fair enough, like we've been in the car for 10 hours. I was like, I was losing my mind. I was cramped. I was ready to get out of there. Anyway, so we gave in. And we gave him my phone and evolution. This six month old baby could hold the phone with his hands. Like, what was that about? And he just held it perfectly. And we put on Cocomelon. If you don't know what Cocomelon is, it is an ABC kids cartoon. And it has, it's just an obsession with little babies. And it's because we found out the sound waves in it are all completely perfect, which is what hypnotizes your child. All the same frequencies. The same frequency that makes your baby just, they're deep, they're in, they love it. Pure happiness. So that was what got us through the 12 hour drive, but it's something that 
uh, like cricket, cocomelon, he'll choose cocomelon any day. <laughs> there wasn't long to go. Let's just let's just state that there wasn't long to go, but it's something that we definitely needed to to get just that last bit of the journey, and it's something we certainly don't. Uh, do often at all but my goodness oh, it's any time we've done it in the car but on a day-to-day basis not every day but this is what we're going to ask all you parents out there we want to know from you what is your little kid's obsession or guilty pleasure that you're kind of like oh should i be letting you do that that often but it makes you so happy so you just let them do it we want to hear from you send us a dm at relatable.podcast and let us know because Coco melon is our one little thing that we're like, oh, I mean, I look at it and go, hey, he's learning. It's like really good information and it's all about manners and counting and numbers and letters. And, you know, it's actually really, really, in, you know, it's good for a kid to be listening to this stuff. And same with the parent. I haven't had a top 30 song in my head uh, for at least the whole life of Ollie's been born now because it's all Coco melon. Yeah. And those who don't know it, I'm sorry about this, but it's yes, yes. I <laughs> hear the daddy song, the daddy yeah. one. That wasn't a very good. Uh, Sorry about that. Yeah. Just, just forget my husband did that. Cue the Cocomelon music. Um, but yeah, so it's just it's it's pretty addictive for them, and I don't know. Like I work from home, and sometimes it's just a little bit easy when you just put them in front of it, and you yes, know they're going to yes, be yes. <laughs> I'll eat the peas right now. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. No. No. <laughs> I like it. Wow. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, that's what's happening. So when you put your baby in front of this TV and then you're like, oh, but they're going to be fine. And then then you feel a bit guilty, but then you're like, well, if they weren't, I don't know. There's just so many things go in your head. So we want to hear from you. I guess make us feel better, please. What do you do for your baby that you know maybe you shouldn't, but it makes them happy? So, yeah, send us a DM. Let's just be very clear that we understand, obviously, the uh, the circumstances of putting a handheld uh, device in front of a baby and or TV, but there's just some moments and we get it now. Whether you could be out of a restaurant, whether you could be driving, sometimes you just, just need do that. what you need to you do. Just need to do it, get through that moment. This yeah. is one of those moments. Yeah. So what is it? What is it of your guilty pleasure that just makes your son or child so very happy? So what's been on hot on the topics of this week? Well, this is going to be a little segment that we do every week on our podcast where we talk about what happened this week. So I reckon a bit of a hot topic this week is The Apprentice. That is definitely a hot topic on everyone's list. Celebrity Apprentice we've been watching and it's been fantastic. been great viewing. Oh, it's been wonderful TV. Um, I think there's been so many people that have been great. I loved Whipper in it. Cam thinks Whipper is my secret crush, don't you? I do. And, and he is. <laughs> and he actually is. You've admitted it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't admit it. Oh, no, I think I did, actually. No, it was even in studio when we were with Fitzy and Whipper. It was unbelievable. No, it was not. He wasn't there. I would never have done that. Yeah, okay. Good. Good on your whip. <laughs> <laughs> no, what it is, is because every time we'd run into him, I'd say, oh, he's so handsome. And then you like eventually went, why do you always say that? I said, because he is. And you went, I think he's your secret crush. And I went, maybe he is. <laughs> anyway, Whipper was just brilliant to watch. But when he got um, fired the other night, I was like, God, he's, he's in a bit of a mood, isn't he? He just wasn't his sparkly self. I'm not sure what was going on in his life, but he's usually just got a little sparkle going on but he, happen to whip, he wasn't was he was a proper meaty pants wasn't he oh, i love ross noble ross noble's been brilliant just oh. comedic genius the sound man he's done it all jeez he's been funny yeah no it's been great and i look forward to uh 
the uh, the last episode because it's um it's been great like great TV and Alan Sugar I used to watch the UK version and he's just brilliant because he's kind of like that bad guy but he's a good guy you know even when he's being like a little bit rude he's kind of one of those people where I don't know he's a little bit like Cyrell from Maps where the delivery might be wrong but you can't really disagree with what they're saying like a little <laughs> bit like that and I love that about Cyrell yeah gotcha. but um. But, yeah, so last night was interesting. Obviously, it was the down to the final four, and then it was the, the three battling it out to get to the final. There has been so much. I mean, let's say a little lead-up as well. I mean, the Veronicas were fantastic. Now, this is where we talk about reality TV, in that the Veronicas had a, a wonderful charity, obviously, for, for their mum, and they, at one stage, didn't feel like everyone else was supporting them or taking it as a bit of a joke, where they came in this for for absolute seriousness to make money for their charity. Um, and then they had a bit of a, a dispute, didn't they, online about their edit for for them and what was going on. Yeah. I didn't think it was quite fair. There was one section or one stage that when the Vorikas were doing a Voxy, and I'm not sure if you know what a Voxy is, is when you, you the voice of the people and you talk, voice of the people. you talk to camera about what's going on. At one stage, there was just, I felt there was no need. The they had a little just, crack at each other, as sisters do, and they aired that on the show, and it was a bit like, oh, and because it was at the beginning, it just kind of set them up for, I don't know. Their like, character their or character their tone, or that's the way they were going to sort of play. And there, I just felt there was no need for the camera to keep rolling and or to play it. Yeah. Um, but I felt the whole of Australia was like, oh, wow. It was intriguing. It was engaging because there's these things that you don't usually see yeah. behind the scenes, but they did it. And that's where I think the Veronica's got probably a little bit upset, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I, rightly so when you're, you're so close to your heart, what they're raising money for. And I think, you know, they were very vocal about that. And I think everyone kind of had their back really and was like, yeah, we get it. And that's where we're going back to again. It is a TV show. And unfortunately in that environment, like it's, obviously very stressful there's a lot of things going on and I think yeah I'd probably have a little cry and lose my mind at some point as well as most people do on that show because it is it is stressful so but well, I, th- so I think they did great going there's so much more happening other than yourself and this is where it comes down to you're trying to raise money for your charity it's not about it's not about you or anyone else this is a really charitable game where you're doing something bigger than the individual yeah absolutely and I think Someone last night forgot about that when they were when they were doing their their preach for to stay stay in the in the competition and um, yeah Martha when she was talking about what it was going to do for her to 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 get through and yeah I think it kind of I don't know I think her, her words were not used properly were they in that circumstance where it just came across that it was more about herself and not about the charity that she was raising for which is Bully Zero. Which is a phenomenal charity, yeah. and and let's get this straight. I think which she t- had t- did win twenty thousand dollars for. Which she's is won. Amazing. She's won two. She's won as project manager. She's won two events, so she won oh. forty thousand dollars for. Oh, so she's done a great job, and and I think she's been fantastic. Anyone to make it through to the top four, Celebrity Apprentice has done an incredible job. And you know what? Personally, we even told her this over the phone when we accidentally. I don't know. It was Accidentally? A, it, was, well, no. it, was a, it was a little surprise phone call that we got from Martha two weeks ago, wasn't it? Jill? Yeah, it was. It was, uh, was it two weeks ago? It was, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. It was on Kiss FM. So Martha was raising money for her charity and she rang myself up and very much caught off guard here, I have with to Kyle say. With Kyle and Jackie O. With Kyle and Jackie O. And it was to apologise for 
calling me a snake, which I actually didn't really, wasn't really in my mind. The one thing that was in my mind was when she called me a bully, which really hurt because I'm many things in this world, honey, but I'm not a bully. And I think a lot of people know that. And those words really, really hurt. And when she rang on radio, I was like, well, this is not really, you know, the place to say sorry. And we've seen each other many a times. And you know, the, her reason was that, well, it was in, in an event, you know, it's not appropriate. It's like, okay, well, the radio is, you know, so it was just quite funny. But <laughs> when I listened it back, I was like, oh, was it sincere? I'm not sure. You know, it'd be nice if it was. But, yeah, just very, very interesting in in her, the way she spoke to us on that conversation was, I don't know, it was a little bit, well, I'm not going to grovel. And we're like, well, we don't want you to grovel. We just want you to, to mean it. And I think... That's what it comes down to when some when you if so, you do something not very nice to someone and you and, admit it and you know and you it. admit it but then also you can be a little bit like oh I don't remember and I think this is not just saying about Martha this is just in general I think coming from to have growth and to to say that you have you know grown up from something or learned I think that comes from a place of regret and I think that's in general like that's when people grow when they've done something that they're like I shouldn't have done that and you learn from it and I think that is that is really important when you say sorry to someone that you really mean it and you and you actually acknowledge what you've done you're accountable you want to grow from it and being mature enough to have that conversation and being like hands up yep did a shitty thing and we've all done shitty things Absolutely. and I think it's really important um you know it, it's a yeah just saying sorry can say a lot and also being a big enough person to accept that apology and be like yep yeah, let's words words bloody hurt words can really hurt and Absolutely. that's why you know I'm a big advocate for think before you type think before you say because those little words were stuck with me for years you know and that is horrible because as I said, it's like, you know, I'm many things, but that's one thing I'm not. So, but no, very interesting. But well done, Martha, for raising money for a very amazing charity. And yeah, yeah we'll, we'll that's be- exactly what it was. I think you're saying internal growth only comes from taking responsibility and the acceptance of, of what you've actually done. And that was actually there. And then, look, I remember thinking at the time that if, if this was a sincere apology, we probably, you've got our number, we probably would have got a call from after you got off. No, that's Jeez. okay. And these things happen, but... No, that's where pure internal growth comes from. Yeah. You take pure acceptance. Well, I just think... I just I just remember two weeks earlier that phone call. Kyle and Martha were both on the radio saying no one cared about us. And then, you know, so anyway... And if that's it was, okay. If Probably it was just a lot, for charity, hey, they won money on that show. They did. And again... On, on Kiss for charity. So, hey, at least we were part of that. Yes, I agree yeah. with that. So, well done. Well done, Martha. And well done to everyone on Celebrity Apprentice. You have done a phenomenal job for your charity. Very, very exciting, and congratulations to you guys. Well, that comes to the end of our first podcast, I guess. How have you found that, Jules? Oh, it was fun. I love a good old chin wag. So, yeah, I <laughs> hope you enjoyed it. And remember to DM, DM us at relatable.podcast for uh, the feedback on your children and what their little guilty pleasures are. And also any questions you may have or any topics you'd like us to discuss. Questions, queries, thoughts, anything you like, don't like, just let us know and we'll get back to you as best as we can. We can set this show up and talk about anything that you want. And if you actually enjoyed our podcast, we, A, we really appreciate you, but go on to wherever you subscribe from your favourite podcast. Thanks so much, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure and we look forward to speaking to you next Bye. Bye.